Wow, wow, and wow. If you're listening to my voice right now, that means one of two things. I like to hear myself talk or the Vitrine app is here. Either way, the Vitrine On Air podcast is live, whether it be how you get your items signed, how you display your collectibles, and my favorite part, how to catalog your collectibles. This is episode one. Let's do it. There's so much to talk about. How do you set the tone? And honestly, I have no idea. But I think I'm going to start with probably the question that I get the most. And it's usually from people on the outside looking in. They're not in the hobby. They walk into your house. They see the memorabilia on display um, or in your storage unit or your parents' house, wherever you might be keeping it. And they say, how did you get that player to sign that item? And that's a great question because there are multiple ways for you to get your memorabilia signed. Probably the most generic way um, is private and public signings um, that are hosted by promoters. So obviously, the private signing is not open to the public, uh, but you can pay the promoter a fee to get your item signed for you. Uh, in most cases, they are on site to witness it, which is great. Gives everybody a little bit of comfort knowing that someone is on site to witness the player actually signing your item. Um, another added value uh, for some promoters is to have a representative from uh, JSA or Beckett on site to also authenticate the item. Uh, so they'll give you a hologram, place it on the item or wherever you prefer. Uh, it's in some cases you might get a COA card as well. Um, you know, so that just gives everybody a little bit of comfort knowing that, uh, the item that was signed was in fact signed by the player and it is also authenticated, uh, whether it's for resale or for your personal collection. Um, it's highly recommended to get everything authenticated, uh, especially if you're going to insure your stuff. And then you have public signings where you can purchase a ticket to actually attend the event. You get to meet the player. In some cases, you can do photo ops. They might have a JSA or a Becca representative on site as well, so you can get your stuff authenticated on the spot. So that's really cool, especially if the person that's signing is your favorite player of all time or it's one of your idols. Um, I've done that a few times, mostly with Braves players. So Tom Glavin, Bobby Cox, uh, David Justice also met uh, Chipper Jones. Uh, that was awesome. And I did meet Palais um, when he did a signing out in uh, Long Island for Steiner Sports. So that was really awesome. And that's a really cool way to uh, kind of kill a few birds in one stone. You get to go to a really cool show, see some really unique stuff, memorabilia, slapped cards, things like that. And then you also get to meet maybe some of your favorite players um, and watch them sign your item for you before your eyes. So that's Definitely something that people prefer to do um, as opposed to sending in for a private signing. I prefer the private signing stuff. I really don't do too much of the public signings. They do take a lot of time. You know, in some cases, you might have to wait online for quite a while before you get to meet your player. And it's just, you know, you got to have the time to do it, right? So for me, the private signings are typically the way I go. Um, although I have been to some big shows, obviously, I went to um, Chicago last year for the National. Next summer, it's going to be in Ohio, which I'm really looking forward to. I will also be in Houston uh, for the card show in February. I think it's February 2nd to the 4th. So I'll be there for that. I don't know if I'll actually have time to do any signings and stuff, but I will be there um, in Houston. I'm going to have a booth. So definitely come by and check us out. 
you know, the other way to get your stuff signed, which is a little bit more of an unconventional way for people because there is such risk involved, is sending your item through the mail or TTM. So what that would involve you to do is to take an item that you want signed by a specific player. You can source their address, which is usually posted on a few different forums. Um, you could do it from sportscollectors.net. And they have a section called SIGs by Mail and Addresses. So you can search for your player and find any known addresses that they may have had in years past. And it's really helpful because if you see someone with an address and a high success rate, that means that people are getting their items back from this player. And you can feel a little bit better about sending something out to them and knowing that you're going to get it returned, hopefully. And in some cases, you might send... Something to an address that has a low success rate and maybe you get it back. Maybe you don't get it back in a time frame that is suitable for you, but yeah, you might get it back a year later. I've seen people get things back three years later. You know, it really all depends on the circumstances uh, of the player, the health of the player, where the player is living at the time, so many different factors. You're not going to send a large ticket item through the mail because you're not guaranteed to get it back unless you're me. And I did that last year. And it was very early on in my TTM um, experimental days. And I wound up sending a Lou Gehrig logo ball that had Cal Ripken on it and at least one or two other players. I forgot who it was. And I knew that I needed Brooks Robinson in order for this ball to be complete. Um, it wasn't going to be complete without him. Uh, the ball's theme was Lou Gehrig award winners that were Hall of Famers. And he just had to be there. And he needed to be underneath Cal Ripken. Cal Ripken was right under the logo. And I really needed to get Brooks underneath Cal. Um, I happened to send it out. And man, when I saw that return shipping label had been processed, I was pumped. I also didn't know if I was going to get the ball back signed um, or anything in the package at all. And when I opened up that box and I saw that thing signed with the inscriptions that I asked for, I lost the man. That was probably one of the best returns from any signing um, that I've ever had. So that was really cool. Definitely not suggested because you could very well lose a big ticket item. And, uh, you know, that's not something you want to do. In my case, I got extremely lucky. I'm not even sure I would ever do it again just because of how nervous I was to not get it back. But, you know, to each their own. If you got the stomach for it, go crazy. Um, and as far as the other sites outside of sportscollectors.net is uh, Sports Card Forum, which also has a TTM section. Again, same deal. You'll see the high success rates, low success rates, all different addresses that the players had throughout the years. So these are really good tools for you to use if you're going to send out TTM. I think one of them actually charges a fee. I forgot which one it was. Um, but, you know, if you're into this stuff, then it's absolutely worth it because um, you're not going to get the access to those addresses by just Googling stuff. It's all there for you. You search the player's name. It comes up. It gives you all the proper information. And uh, you can also check some of the private signings that people will post on SCN or sportscollectors.net. So that's just another place for a promoter to do just that, promote their signings. And uh, I 
typically don't use SCN as much as I probably should, but I always use Facebook groups and uh, baseball private signings is by far my favorite. Um, I don't think I've ever missed the signing that's come up because it's always been posted there. Uh, a lot of great guys, really good, reputable promoters, uh, which is key, you know, because you do want to send it to somebody that's reputable, especially if you're sending in high ticket items. And another really, really, really great way to get your items signed by a player at a low cost, not as low of a cost as TTM, because TTM might only cost you a couple of bucks if you're going to donate to a charity for the player, or you're going to send them a couple of bucks uh, just to thank them for taking the time out to sign the item for you, um, is consignments. And that's something that I was introduced to through the Facebook groups, and I've had a lot of success with it. Some really awesome guys that are out there doing this stuff. And in the Facebook groups, you can effectively just make a post saying, hey, you know, looking for somebody to take consignment on XYZ team. You know, is there anybody out there that's willing to take these consignments? And in some cases, it can cost you as little as $10. So if there is anybody that you do need in your collection and they don't really do private signings, they don't really do public signings, they're not taking TTM requests, then consignment is a great way to go. Super low cost in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, usually the bigger guys are not as accessible. So if you wanted to do a consignment for, you know, Shohei Otani or Mike Trout or any of the really big guys, those will probably be a little bit harder to do. And a lot of those guys are a little bit more accessible via private or public signings. So, you know, for me, it's always been these low-key guys that don't attend these things and they don't really participate too much in that stuff. And, you know, you'll pay somebody to go out there uh, on consignment, get your item signed, ship it back to you, super low-cost way, really effective. Um, you know, you can go out there on your own and try to graph. You know, that's not my thing. Uh, I know that there are a lot of people that do it and they do it with a very high success rate. I think that you need to have a certain attitude when you're going about that stuff. I think you need to be a super aggressive kind of person because if you're really standoffish and you're kind of in the back of the crowd, you're just not going to get your item signed because there are so many people that are looking for an autograph in that fashion. It's free for the most part. Obviously, you need to get to the stadium. You need to purchase a ticket, but you're not actually paying for that item to be signed. Um, you know, and like I said, a lot of people have a lot of success with it. It's not my thing. I don't do it. But for the guys that do, it's, uh, you know, it's a great way to get an autograph on the cheap because some of these private and public signings, a lot of the stuff that you'll hear is they're just too expensive. Some of the guys can warrant those prices. And, you know, if you look at the guys like Mike Trout, um, he's up there, you know, just for a signed ball can cost you, you know, upwards of $500. Uh, Clayton Kershaw just had a signing uh, send in at least. The actual signing didn't happen yet. And uh, 750 bucks, you know, for him to sign a, a logo ball. I think it was $2,000 for him to sign a game used item. So that's, you know, for a lot of people, that's just not affordable. And it's totally understandable because it's, uh, you know, it's really, really expensive. Uh, Sandy Colfax, I think it's $1,200 just to sign a ball. Single sign ball, 1200 bucks. So I can understand how people can get upset at that because, you know, it's hard for the average collector to, you know, be able to afford that. It definitely takes kids out of the hobby in that respect, right? 
So, you know, it's just kind of the direction the hobby's been going, and uh, there's a lot of uproar about it, and I completely understand it. I've been fortunate enough to be able to send in for a lot of these things, and for me, and we'll talk about this in other episodes, but a large portion of my collection, I would say probably 85% of it, is project-based. So if I need a player for a signing, it's more than likely on a multi-signed ball or a project that I'm working on. And if I just wanted that player's autograph, I'm not going to be sending in for that signing just for them to sign a regular baseball for $750 or $1,200. It's just not worth it if you're doing that. I think for me and my suggestion to anyone that's sending in for a signing that's private or public and very expensive If it's not for something unique and it's not for something that is built around a project that you're working on, in most cases, it's just not going to be worth it. That's just my take. That's how I've approached these things. And it's probably a little bit easier for me because I do base my collection on projects, even though it really doesn't make it easier on me because a lot of the projects that I'm doing are not easy. Uh, They're very tough you know, guys to obtain in some cases, or I'm waiting for a very long time for these guys to come around and do a signing. Been waiting for Ken Griffey for a year. I think the last one he did might have been last September uh, 2022 or maybe April. I'm not really sure. I forget. But he, he didn't do one this year, and uh, that was somebody that I was really looking forward to. And there's a bunch of guys that I need that haven't done a signing in quite a while or ever in my recollection. Um, I have a 50-20 club ball that I need Brady Anderson on. I have never seen a Brady Anderson signing. I don't know if he's ever done a private or public one. I don't believe he does through the mail. I've checked a few different places for that. So I haven't been able to get him. Um, Eric Davis is another guy that I need. Haven't had a signing with him, I don't think, in a while. Um, unless I missed it, but I don't think I did. And then you'll get your big guys that are just completely elusive. They don't do private signings. They don't do public signings. And unless you catch them you know, out in public, it's going to be very difficult to get them. Uh, A-Rod would be one of them. Uh, Barry Bonds is another guy that people are dying to get. As a Braves fan, uh, Mark Lemke. Jeff Blauser, those guys do not tend to do signings, especially Jeff Blauser. We haven't seen or heard from him in quite some time. Um, you know, so there's all these different ways to get autographs. In some cases, the guys are going to be nearly impossible. And in other cases, they are very accessible. You just need to know where to look. So that'll do it for episode one because we can continue to move on in this direction uh, when it comes to my projects and my collection and things like that. We're totally going to get into those in future episodes, but uh, we'll end episode one like this. So thank you guys so much for listening. Probably all three of you, most likely my mother, me, and I'll probably force my wife. We'll catch you guys on the next episode of Vitrine On Air. We're out.